0: Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products, Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now, a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at 1Password.com slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there, and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. I'm Mike Vardy, and this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, Mike Williams. He is the co-author of Getting Things Done for Teens, Take Control of Your Life in a Distracting World. And he is an accomplished author, speaker, productivity thought leader. In fact, he is the uh, former CEO of the David Allen Company. He was the CEO from 2010 to 2016. He has just a ton of experience in the realm of personal productivity. And uh, I was really, really pleased to get the chance to talk with him again. I spoke with him years ago, Uh, on one of my older podcasts, so it was a good time for us to catch up, especially with this book coming out. Just a note before we jump into this episode of the podcast, it seems as if, once again, and this has happened a few times, but very rarely, the microphone selection defaulted back to my internal mic instead of this very mic that you're listening to right now, which is my uh, blue uh my blue microphone which i have the the blue yeti pro so uh we've done our best big thanks to john for for bumping things up and making it sound better but uh, you will hear some shallowness in my voice in this episode during the uh during the recording uh sorry that's pretty much all i can say but again great conversation this week so i hope you stay tuned and uh let's just get on with the show I would like to welcome Mike Williams to the Productivityist podcast. Mike, thanks for joining me today.
1: Mike, it's a pleasure to be here. Can't wait to uh talk to you and see what you've been up to.
0: So it's been a while since we spoke. The last time we spoke was when I did the old Productivity podcast, way back when before Productivity was even a thing. I think Productivity was like kind of my shift from Vardy.me to Productivityist, which of course isn't gonna be transitioning soon as well. But I'll talk more about that after after we go off the air. But I'm holding in my hands right now. Um it's a rather dog-eared and and uh I think it's got like, I I, I want to say it's got, you know, that classic like Starbucks stain on the cover now, um, getting like- things done for teens, take control of your life in a distracting world. And I've got a, a, an uncorrected proof, uh, but I wasn't the one that only went through this book because when I got this from, from you and your publisher and I saw it was for teens, I'm like, I, I have the perfect, I have the perfect guinea pig for this. And my daughter, Grace, actually went through this book. So um, I want to I'm going to get into her questions a little bit later because she has some questions, as do I. But my first question is, um, what was the impetus for you to write this book for this audience?
1: Good question. There's there's a couple different ones. Um, So the first one was after I first discovered getting things done around 2004 and started implementing the practices in my life and, and the principles, and they were just working, I wondered to myself, you know, if these truly are principles, then principles should be able to be applied in a whole host of situations. So um, my kids at the time were age eight and age four. And so the first thing I played with and tried on my kids without telling them they were doing GTD was to put a label on a bucket and to put something in the bucket and at the time we were living in the northeast and the labels were you know hats gloves and mittens and I was wondering if that would work and I had them create their own labels so their their brains had to create the labels their brains had to put it on the bucket and their brains had to put the respective things in the buckets And my son at the time wasn't writing, but he was beginning to draw. So he kind of drew a blob, a blob, and a blob and put it on his buckets. And my daughter, who was eight, was drawing words and and nice pictures. So hers actually looked like hats, gloves, and and mittens and such. Um, But the the doggone principle worked. So we quickly cleaned up our mudroom in, in the Northeast And then I was off and running. I'm like, wow, this stuff works. So I just kept on running little experiments and trying them with my kids. And then they worked part B of this story is after I became, you know, CEO of the David Allen company, um, there's a whole generation of GTDers like you and I, that have gone through the system that had done similar experiments and, and this stuff was just working. So, so, Hats off to the first generation of innovators and experimenters in this space because the book really kind of harvests, you know, a round of stories that people have been telling us about and sharing with us and things that have worked for teens. And it also creates a common foundation, language, and function and form that you can share with your kids because... Don't tell anybody the secret, but the same process we use to coach CEOs and 16 year olds and less is exactly the same. What changes is context and content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, and and when you're talking about the content, I think the, the primary thing is is language, uh, because as my daughter went through this book, I. Um, she was explaining to me, like, for example, the horizons of focus for us would be the levels of uh, the levels of focus. Right. So there were there were some things that that uh, when I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, this is just different phrasing. Like, let's talk about the the ready states, because that was something that I didn't really I mean, in, in classic uh, getting things done, I'm like ready states. and And when she described it, I knew what she was talking about. But for those who don't know, could you dive into that a little bit? Because that's that's something that she kept Kept coming back to me with through the book. She goes, "Can you tell me about the ready stuff?" She got it. She there's actually a post-it note. She goes, "Oh, I get it now." There's a lo- bunch of little post-it notes that I had her put throughout the book, and, and yeah. I'll regale some of those to you in a little bit. But can you talk a little bit about the ready, the ready states, and, and getting into that 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 phrasing?
1: Yeah. So the one one of the first context is with with kids going through this range, which we targeted at teens, which starts at about 13 and ends at 19, it's a very dynamic range. So you can picture, you know, using the the horizons of focus or the levels of focus, you can picture your kids taking on these new areas of focus as they get older. You know, so right now the school structure might be really helping them organize their school day, their school work, but as you progress to higher levels, you're going to have to make make it up and make it happen and track your own time. So the level of intensity changes over time. Now, getting back to your question about the ready state, the ready state, um, I guess the adult equivalent of the ready state is, am I clear? Am I present? Am I, am I ready to go? So am I ready to to play with my friends? Number one. or do I have homework hanging over my head that I need to do? Am I ready to make the leap from middle school to high school? So that's kind of a higher level perspective state of ready. you know. And then towards the end, am I ready to leave my home, my house, and go off to work or go off to college? Do I know how to facilitate my own trusted system, or am I still dependent on my parents to be my trusted system? So, the ready state you know has a bunch of different contexts. Um, you know another example is if you're in sport <laughs> and you're playing, am I ready to start at the beginning of my track event? Am I ready to sink this free throw if I'm in basketball, or am I distracted by things? So the ready state is is our kind of grounding point to ask people, are you ready?" If not, why not? And then start the journey back to what's distracting you, and 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 figure it out where where the GTD process comes into play.
0: One of the things that she brought up, which I which I really liked, was and and I'm reading the post-it note right now. Is yes, I like that he's bringing this up. He's being both of you. Uh, bottom paragraphs. So uh, talking about complexity and how it shows up faster than they're again ready to handle. Can you can you again, stress comes up a lot in this book because she was talking about like the different areas of stress. She said that, uh, again, as 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 a 13 year old, she literally is just in grade seven going into grade eight. And one of the you've talked about the sources of stress for teens. Um, She says, I have felt all of these in the past 30 days. So. Can you um for those that are kind of thinking, hey, I could get my like my kids definitely feel stress and I don't know how to deal how how can getting things done for teens help with with you know dealing with complexity that's coming faster than they can handle, which is a source of stress, as well as some of the other stresses that are coming their way every single day?
1: Yeah, it's 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 a very interesting thing. The um so being a teen, you know, going back and back to whatever time you want to go back to has its own normal stresses. So I call that like old school team stresses, right? <laughs> and now with the advent of phones and digital media and things like that, some of those um, old school stressors can get amplified. And and the velocity that they're coming at us is, is immensely higher than it was before. Um, so things like, you know, the social media apps that kids are using Uh, is another kind of invisible social network that didn't used to exist but definitely exists now. And the middle school years are interesting years too because typically this is around the first time kids get access to these social networks. They're starting to get access and, and then the social pressure to get on them goes higher. Then kids are figuring out how to use them and how to exist in this space. And then, you know, there's, there's good experiences and there's bad experiences. There are experiences that only your teens know and the adults don't know. And then there are teens that they let you uh, – experiences that they let you know about. So there's a, a heck of a lot of information coming through those channels. Now, as you progress – through time, experience as a great teacher. So you, you start to gain perspective on your relationship with social media. So, um, teens can, can self-regulate, or sometimes they need, you know, the support of a, a caring adult to help them regulate what's the appropriate amount of, to be on social media and, and that kind of stuff. So, so as far as sources of stress, um, you've got the old school stress you've got the digital channels amplifying it and then the content of the stress can be any of the traditional things it could be i've got so much on my plate i've got so much homework i've got social stress going on i'm being bullied i've got creative stress i've got all this stuff i want to express how do i express it so all these different kinds of things can be stress some of some of the stress can lead toward distress and some of the stress can lean towards something called you stress, which is creative stress. So, you know, it's it's teasing it all out and it's and it's so individual for every single person on um, which side you're at. But in the book, we do have a little diagram that talks about your complexity of life and your, do you feel like you can handle it? So at any point in time, as you progress through your teen years, you can always revisit that map and say, am I more on the really stressed out anxiety state or am I simply bored out of my mind, which is another unfavorable state? And how do I harness my creativity to get out of that state?
0: You know, it's, it's as we're, we're going through the book and as we're looking at this, I, I'm looking at this book and I'm thinking, speaking of social media, and some parents just have no concept of – What's going on, or how to use the tools? Technology is a foreign, foreign, you know, foreign object to them. I mean, my daughter really is not a fan of the fact that I know a lot of. Like, she's it's it's a double edged sword. She goes, "Wow, my dad's like he's verified on Twitter and he knows stuff and all that." But also, it's really not fun when I'm the one that can say, "Hey, let me let me check your battery, let me check your settings, and see how much time you're spending on Instagram. Uh, Let me see, you know, oh look, there's new iOS time management." She goes, "What does that mean? Is that good?" I'm like, "For me, it is. I don't know if it's good for you. We'll see." So. I mean there is that level of knowledge and 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 uh, understanding that parents have when it comes to tech but as I'm going through this book there are things in here that with, this this book while while um designed for teens I can tell like the the diagramming you've talked about the 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 labs in the back like adults would stand to, to do well By doing this with their teens, I would think, because they can adopt, as we know, you know, GTD can be adopted by by anybody, really. Like you said, it's context and content, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the book was designed um, for a caring adult to either hand to a teen or work with a teen. And and as you can probably see, you can probably use it uh, in a family dynamic if you've got more people and. So there's, you know, different levels of complexity here. Uh, A teen can grab this on their own and and it's kind of like a packet of seeds and some seeds will grow immediately and some need the right conditions to grow. So going back to my point earlier, some of the stuff in the book may need, the the teen may need to be feeling more heat and more pressure on what they need to manage in order to appreciate that section. Um, Now. When you're working with a teen as an individual, that's one thing. I agree with you. I think this might be a a really good way for adults to get regrounded in the principle. And then if you get a teen and and an adult working together, they can play with the principles together and see what works for them. Um, I think one of the challenges the adults may have is to remember what it's like to be a beginner, a first-timer. Um, And not only with the GTD content, but with life. I remember when I was working with my daughter on an eighth grade project, and we had called a bunch of our adult friends to say, Hannah's going to call you and ask you some questions. But when I was working with Hannah, she was afraid resistant to make phone calls to adults. She had never done it before. It was a first-time experience. But we as adults, we've done thousands and thousands of phone calls. So we're like, just do it. Just, you know, make the call. But that's, you know, that's where we got to go back and have deeper empathy and say, ah, oh, I got I to go back to a beginner's mind I got to create a little space for people to, to discover their way, make mistakes because the mistakes are the teachers and you know that's that's a level of discernment that we need to have. But in collaboration, you know, for example, if you and your daughter both did a mind sweep but instead of you coaching your daughter through the mind sweep, she coached you on clarifying your list first and maybe got a little bonus in her you know, uh, allowance or something like that, then she might be attracted to helping you clear your bucket out and, oh, by the way, start learning about the process so she can see it at work. Typically, we do it the other way around. We teach the kids. But I think this book creates the conditions for the kids to teach the adults as well.
0: I agree. And, And actually, one of the things that I found was, like I said, when I got this book, I said, I I'm, I've been talking about this stuff. For, I live and breathe this stuff, as do you. I'm not the best person necessarily to teach her because there we have a, we have one relationship, whereas— uh, and I mean, one of the things that she was highlighting in here were the quotations. So Emma Watson's got a quote in here. There's a lot of these. And one of the things she said is, is the brain science that you talk about. She goes, I think one of the—this is exactly what she said. She said, I like the brain science because it doesn't make me question him. So, so, uh, you know, I mean, when when you're I think that's the other thing is that if you are if you are well seasoned like I am and you've got your own, you're kind of you have ways that work for you and uh, there might be some resistance to give, you know, to pass on the book and say, hey, you check it out and let me know what you think. Uh, and and come back to me with stuff it was great because she she came back because like i love this idea of next actions i love she goes i don't know what to do with open loops like what are open loops and we discussed them and then she realized what they were um it it was a really cool experience because uh the 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 material was accessible and again like any any getting things done book uh, that i've read is that it's not something that you're gonna just read once and, and be done with. Like you can revisit it and, and review it and refine it along the way.
1: Why well, tell Grace, give her a high five for me because <laughs> I really appreciate her feedback. And the book was designed not to tell uh kids what to do, what to tell teens what to do, but to um lay out you know, principles that they might want to test, you know, at its best and at its simplest, GTD is just a series of well-placed questions. And the, the answers to the questions are within you, within the person, whether you be a CEO, uh, a mom, a dad, or a teen, or, you know, younger than a teen, there are answers to the questions within you. So what's the next action is a very, fundamental question that creates momentum and if 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 there's just one thing that kids get from the book if they just get that one question and they can understand how to answer it appropriately you know there's going to be a lot more momentum on creative ideas on how to resolve a problem on how to do homework on how to pick up that random sock that's neat, that's been there for you know hours or days <laughs> what's the next action and then I think you know one of the other power questions right after that is can I do this in under two minutes? Um, so I think in 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 this space that two minute rule is something that can get exercised to to demonstrate that actions don't necessarily need to take a lot of time. Some of them will. Like if I need to write a book report, I need to schedule some time and block it out and 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 work at it. But some. Are just simple things that if you did in under two minutes and use a two minute rule, boy, your 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 mom, dad, or or care you know person who's caring for you would would really appreciate the fact that you're kind of a go getter doer and and things don't lay around.
0: Well, here's here's the quote she had about. I'm looking at the page that you talk about. What's the next action? Uh, she put on a post note. This is a smart tactic. I think this will help and maybe work. So it, it, without prompting, it's just one of those things that she sees, and she's she's definitely adhering to us now. Now I want to dive into something that was a bit contentious for her, and not just her, but her friend actually took a look too, and the the phone situation because yeah. we all know, and, and and I think it has a, is a matter to do with like you said, these kids. I mean, our our kids are just now, like at that thirteen years of age, they are just starting to get into the Instagram, the Snapchat, the the the, you know uh, all that stuff I mean f- Facebook my daughter is not on yet and, and really honestly uh, data shown that young like teenagers are not really all that interested in Facebook anyway they're more interested in like whatsapp and Instagram and, and, and things like that um, one of the things that they both mentioned and and they actually took t- t- took issue with was the idea that um, the phone is is uh, is a huge problem now let me preface this because It wasn't the way that they phrased it wasn't they didn't recognize that there were some issues with it. Um, They may not. The generalization might have been what 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 kind of put them into that state. But also the fact that they were very quick to judge. It actually was quite funny because last night, as my daughter was saying this, her uncle was sitting across the the room from us and he was on his phone. Um, She said adults do this just as much as we do, if not more. So I want to, I want to touch on the phone issue in general, like this device and these, what, how, how how are you able to, cause I, you know, I wonder if people are reading that if the teens get into this and it's mentioned presented pretty early on in the book, uh, how would you, if you could, if you could talk to the, to, to a teenager and say, look, this is what this is, this is how phones and devices can, can help. And this is how they can harm. And here's, here's what we we were putting out there for it. And also maybe put their minds at ease. that It's not just them, because I think that was the biggest thing is my, and, and I'm like, all right, I'll talk to Mike about that and see what he has to say.
1: Well, that's, you know, Grace's and her friends insights. Those are really cool and valuable insights because if the phone is a tool, And if that tool is not distracting you and you've got a great relationship with it, then you're in harmony with your tool, no issue. Um, As complexity rises and more apps get on your phone and more content starts going through those apps, um, then uh, the persistent use of that tool over time changes the way that you engage with the world that's what the research shows um actually have a tedx talk out there called your brain uh, is tricked being tricked by design and basically you know every little square on your phone is backed up by billions of dollars of market capitalization and research and brain scientists to attract you to using that phone so Again, if they're just first entering this playing field, they may not feel it as much. But later on down the road, um, you may start experiencing things like broken Snapchat streaks and and being emotionally upset that it got broken. And then then you have to start to step back and say, whoa, 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 what, what just happened there? And um, things like that start to emerge later on. Maybe they're not there yet. Um but I would um, you know I would invite Grace to just uh, keep in conversation with me because hey I'd love her perspective on this over time and i would I'd invite her to maintain that healthy relationship with her phone and I hope she does it for all eternity and also to to look around at other teens in different age groups and see what she notices. Um, I think that would be the best experiment. You know, maybe someday that could even be a school project for her.
0: Yeah, and and, and I think that the, the the point you're making, which is absolutely true, is when anybody, I think when anybody adopts new technology or these, you know, I mean, I, I think that the issue uh, is also with, you know, older people. Like my mom, a, a, as soon as she got her device, um, you know, iPad stuff, she is spending a lot more time on social media. I mean, time is... N- for lack of a better term, not as much of an issue because retired and all that stuff. But I think it's human nature to say, "Hey, you know, are they people want connection." It's when do you connect with through tools, just in in a in a in a way that is not beneficial per se. Let's just use that as a, as a general overarching principle. Versus when is it useful for you to connect with yourself and the things that that you need to do your next actions, so that way you can actually move move forward and you know the tools don't get in the way or they don't lead you down the wrong path i think that that's one one example of a tool that my daughter loves is this idea of she is relentless at capture and i think that's something that i've ingrained in her since day one um yeah. and she loved the idea she actually says here about the uh, pu- putting a putting a uh, a capture tool uh close to you like a simple pad of paper she goes i think i will try this it is a very cool smart idea so there's a lot of you know i mean the great thing is again is that as i look through the book and as i as i went through it i'm like you know all the principles of of getting things done are in here and done in such a way that it except like my daughter who again literally as we're recording this is six months into being a teenager although she's a bit of an old soul i'll give her that um she 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 gravitated towards it um and it and Unlike and, and not unlike what I've seen with other people who I've talked to about, you know, productivity methodologies and such, it she wasn't thrilled with the concept at first because it was a bit of a mind shift. But as she got through the first 20, 30, 40, all of a sudden, you know, she handed me the book. She goes, Okay, I'm ready to talk to you about the questions I have. And I said, Oh, you're done? And she goes, Yeah, I didn't do the labs because you know we didn't have time for me to do them. But she goes, I have, here's, here's all the post-its. And there's post-its throughout this thing. So you've got one reader right out of the gate. And I know that the idea of of of, of getting things done is not just it's not just set up for it. it's anybody, like you said, anybody can can buy into it. You've just gotta, I think you've just gotta invest the time and, and, and give it a go.
1: Yeah. And and what you're experiencing now with your daughter is what i hope you know we start to experience worldwide where where other teens are putting their post-it notes in and you know part of the reason that this book exists is an excuse to capture more stories from the next generation and then the generation after that and then the generation after that i hope that someday when some teen is kind of stressed out on mars that they have a capture tool they capture it and they process it and and they'll they'll be looking at adults and saying, Why would you ever want to keep something in your brain? You know, <laughs> you're out so you're not stressed about it. I don't understand your behavior.
0: Very, very, very true. Uh, Mike, the book is out now, Uh, Getting Things Done for Teens, Take Control of Your Life in a Distracting World, written by yours truly and Mark Wallace, inspired by the work of David Allen, building upon the work of David Allen, who we just had on last week. Um, Where can people get this book, and where can people uh, keep up with what you're doing as well?
1: Yeah, so, you know, the work was, uh, first of all and foremost, inspired by, the first generation of GTD users uh, who are applying GTD principles with their families and um, saying, hey, when are you going to get this book out? (laughs) We're glad the book is out. Um, You can get the book at any major book retailer such as Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And you can find me, probably the best place to find me is on Twitter at uh, GTDMW
0: awesome mike thanks so much for taking the time to join me today on the productivities podcast
1: thanks for having me tell grace thank you thank you thank you i want to get a copy of all her sticky notes and give her a high five for me please
0: will do will do and that's the end of the show that's the end of the discussion and i'd like to thank mike williams for joining me this week on the podcast i'd like to thank john polster for producing the show he puts all of the show stuff together. And I'd like to thank the members of my team for helping make this show happen, as well as you for listening. Now, if you want to get all of the show notes and relevant links we discussed, you can look that up at productivityist.com slash podcast 204, that's the URL, or you can do that in the podcast listening app of your choice. And I encourage you, if you're not already doing so, subscribe to the podcast. And if you're already doing that and you haven't done the rating and review thing yet, I'd love it if you do that as well. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Until next time, I am Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivities Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.